Hello, hello, and welcome to The Kitchen Table with Arctic Eric. We're going to continue with faith in Christ always. This is part nine. I'm really excited to have you here at The Kitchen Table today, and I appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend time here with me. So I say again, no matter where you are, no matter what time it is there where you are, or whatever you're doing, Thanks for being here with me at the kitchen table. As we look at faith, I like to remind myself and each of us here at the kitchen table that it is possible to believe. Why? Because the ability to believe what God says comes from him as we hear the message, the scriptures, the word concerning Jesus Christ. And that word faith includes the idea of adhering to, holding on to, trusting in, relying on, relying upon, having faith, having faith in, and it is in a person, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It isn't faith in our faith or an organization or creeds or traditions or anything other than faith in God in accordance with Scripture. And the Holy Spirit is available to help us to do that. And today we're going to see one of the very important reasons why that is so. I'm going to look at two key verses, and then we're going to go through and expand these verses and talk about several other verses in connection with it. I love the Word of God. I am thankful for the Word of God, and I trust and hope that your love relationship with God and the Lord Jesus Christ is ever-increasing as He reveals Himself to you through Scripture. In Ephesians chapter 2, we read, For by grace you have been saved through faith. There we go. Through faith we have been saved by grace. And this is not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, not by works, not through works. So none of us should boast. In Galatians chapter 2, we read, We're knowing, we can know that a man is not justified by the works of the law. But a person is justified by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, by the works of the flesh, will no flesh, will no person be renewed, be transformed, be justified. So obviously our emphasis today is not only on faith, but to believe that faith is enough, that it is not faith plus works or works plus faith, but it is faith that we're saved. By grace, we have been saved through faith, and it's not of and from ourselves. Yes, we have a part to play, we make a decision to believe what is written. And the ability to believe it comes as we hear what the scriptures declare. And then we simply capitulate and decide and say freely from our will, Yes, Lord, I believe what you are saying 
about your son in Scripture, about what he has done in my life, desires to do in my life today, and will do in the future. For me, to me, and through me. Okay, let's look now at these verses a bit. As you know, I like to use different translations, and many times the Amplified Bible helps me. Uh, It's been an interesting journey through the eight uh, translations that I often refer to, particularly the four primary ones, and the Amplified in its two different versions is a part of that. For it is by grace... God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God, not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law, so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for their salvation. Isn't that marvelous? I think so. Galatians 2. We know that a man is not justified and placed in right standing with God by works of the law but only through faith in God's beloved Son, Christ Jesus. And even as we have believed in Jesus Christ, so that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. And when we're justified, this is a legal or a judicial declaration of righteousness. That is, being made right with God, And being justified really has two parts. You're declared free from blame, acquitted of sin, simply not guilty. And we as believers are justified because Jesus Christ personally assumes the guilt of your sin and my sin on the cross. God also declares a person righteous, that is, put in a position of right standing with him. Now look, God declares, God does it. He places us in a position of right standing with him. A person may not be righteous by his personal behavior, no matter how good or whatever another human being or group or organization has to say about just how wonderful you are. Because righteousness with God comes from God. And it's ours through faith in Jesus Christ, that right relationship. Okay, we know now that a man is justified or considered righteous or in right standing with God, not by works of the law, but only through faith, only through an absolute reliance on and an adherence to and trusting in Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Therefore, we have believed in order to be justified by faith in Christ, and not by works of the law. We cannot, I'm reminding now, we cannot be justified by the observance of the ritual of the law given by Moses, 
or by keeping legal rituals and by works can no human ever, ever, ever be justified. That is, again, to be (laughs) declared righteous and put in right standing with God. Every time I open one of the uh, epistles that Paul has written and I read, peace to you, I think, wow, I have peace with God. Not enmity with God, but peace with God through Jesus Christ. God, when we're born again, becomes more than the creator God. He becomes our father in heaven, our spiritual father, and we through the new birth become his children. All right, let's continue now. This is Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. Just as you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. Now, we're looking at in the very same way you received Jesus. And how did you receive him? What did the scripture say? By grace, you have been saved through faith, not by your own works. So in that same way we receive him, God draws us. We hear the gospel message. We hear the word of God. We capitulate, we agree that it is God's will, his plan, his purpose, that that he's revealing to us about his son in Jesus. He's at work, and by faith we take a hold of that. That's how we get saved, and that's how we are to live our life in God, in Christ, through faith. And it's possible because the person of the Holy Spirit lives in us so that we can continue to live our lives in him. He has bought us, and he's paid a price. He's bought us with his precious blood. He owns us, and he desires that we continually be reminded that he is a good owner. He wants nothing but the best for us. And he, through time, through scripture, through believing and receiving, will see that he is a good God daily. Let's continue. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, we read, He delivered us, he saved us, and he called us with a holy calling, a calling that leads to a consecrated, set-apart life a life with a purpose, not because of our works, not because of our personal merit. We could do nothing to earn this, but because of his own purpose and grace, which was granted to us in Jesus Christ before the world began. Yes, he has done it all in his Son, and his Son in us by the Spirit wants to continue to work that so that we have a life that is set apart to God, a life filled with purpose, a life knowing God's plan for our lives. Many people are concerned about finding God's perfect plan or perfect will for their life. I want to help you with that today. Let's change the wording around to God's will for your life is perfect. God's plan for your life is perfect. And as we keep our eyes upon Jesus, God will work out that calling and that plan and those purposes for you. Okay, let's continue to look at scripture. Titus chapter 3, he saved us, not because of any works of righteousness that we have done, 
but because of his own compassion and mercy by the cleansing of the new birth through spiritual transformation and regeneration by renewing us through the Holy Spirit who he poured out richly upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior. One of the names for this wonderful third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, is the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Christ is in you because of his Spirit in you. Galatians chapter 3. Oh, you foolish and thoughtless and superficial Galatians. Oh, you poor and silly and unreflecting and senseless Christians. Who's tricked you? Who's fascinated you? Who's fooled you? Who has bewitched you or cast a spell over you? This is what I want to know. This is the only question I have for you at this point. Did you receive the Holy Spirit as a result of obeying the law and doing its works? Or did you receive the Holy Spirit by hearing the message, the gospel, the gospel message of salvation and believing it? You believed it through faith. Oh my, are you so foolish and senseless? Having begun your new life by faith through the Spirit, are you now being perfected? and reaching spiritual maturity through your flesh, through your own actions and efforts, your own work, your own efforts to keep the rules? And that's the question, I think, for this message today. Yes, we're converted. We have a new birth when we've capitulated. That means surrendered, repented, turned to God, and believed the gospel message, trusting in Christ alone for salvation. But it is so easy to be like these Galatians. And we get saved genuinely, but it isn't long before the old nature the faithless nature. Listen, it takes no faith to attempt to keep the law and fail. It takes no faith to keep some rules that some group or organization has made to keep them happy. But in order to satisfy God, it's faith alone that pleases him. It is not our works that please God. It is his activity in and through our lives by the Holy Spirit that pleases God. What is it that pleases God? To believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. God's desire is for us to allow him to be our Father in the most practical of ways by speaking to us. Listen, our God is the true and living God, the only true and living God. He's alive today, and he speaks to his people today by the Holy Spirit in accordance with his nature, his character, and, of course, founded upon the rock, the foundation, which is Scripture, and Christ Jesus being the chief cornerstone. 
So my hope for all of us today is that if there's any of this leaven in us that says rule-keeping, law-keeping, is what it's all about after we're converted, well, I hope that thought is crushed and driven out of you by the truth of the good news that we're saved through faith and not by works. You are saved by faith and not by works, and you stay in this race by grace. Don't be foolish. Don't be thoughtless. Don't be superficial. Don't be deceived. Don't be tricked. Because Jesus Christ alone is your everything. Eternal wisdom and eternal knowledge are found in him. He is your holiness. He is your sanctifier. He is the one who has begun a good work in you by grace, through faith, and he will complete it the very same way he began it. Colossians 2, 6 again. So then, just as you receive Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. Oh my, thank you again for joining me here at the kitchen table for part number nine of Faith in Christ Always. Looking forward to when we meet here again. Until then, the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. Good day.